0: After a long day at camp, we're back with another episode of Big Talk with Leezy, episode 4. We're here, and I got a special guest here today I'm very excited to uh, talk about. Before we do that, I wanted to uh, just quick reiterate the whole purpose of this podcast in case this is your first time. Welcome. Thanks for coming through. I appreciate it. Uh, I do no paid ads for this. I'm not doing any kind of paid promotion for this at all. This whole movement is intended to be an organic movement. The purpose is to start the conversation with people around you about being positive and uplifting yourself. That's exactly what I do. I basically started this podcast because I used to have cool conversations with people. And I was like, man, I should record this stuff and put it out to the world for free. I mean, why not? People might enjoy it. So, so was born. Big talk with Lizzie. If you're not with the preach, you can't be with me. Preach is key. Major preach alert. So today we got a special guest, my homie, Kenji, Coach Kenji. McRae, Kenji, say what's up to the
1: peeps. What up, what up, everybody?
0: So, uh, Kenji is also a basketball coach. We've been coaching at Excel Basketball Camp together for two years. Uh, we are currently here at the Ultimate Fieldhouse, the facility where the camp is run. We just had a great day of camp, and we're going to be talking to you guys about um, not just youth basketball, bas- basketball in general, athletics, and how sports. And becoming a positive person are related Which I know a lot of you probably have obvious reasons for that But we are going to touch on some of those topics So before we get started into those topics um, Kenji, why don't you give like a little like introduction to yourself How, how did you get into the game of basketball? Where did you come up? How did it all start for you?
1: Before I do that I want to uh, tell everybody that's listened to the podcast before uh, Especially the uh, taking ownership one The very first one yeah. Uh, Coach Lee gave a wonderful talk to these kids today at uh, at camp about taking ownership, and it was his first time up, and he kind of he kind of just was winging it for the first few seconds, and then all of a sudden he broke into Lazy the Gifted and, <laughs> and was just spitting fire up there in front of everybody. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was a wonderful speech. I think it was meaningful. Uh, some kids actually took something from it, so. Uh, I wanted to congratulate you on that. That was pretty good. Damn, thanks. no problem. No. I was hella nervous. People told me to rap. <laughs> I think somebody was like, go rap something up there. Go rap. I'm like, nah,
0: dude, I can't do all that. I
2: gotta.
0: Yeah, yeah. no, thank you. That was a, it was a cool experience for me, bro. Being like a kid who used to listen to those lectures. Like, I always dreamed of giving one, but I've always been like too scared. And I was like, nah, no, I'm good. Yeah. And today, like, shit, they asked me to do it and I just did. So thank you for the shout
1: out. No problem. Um. So, yeah. Um, just like uh, Lizzie said, I am a youth basketball coach. This is how we met. We uh, coached the Excel camp together here in Wannacrete. Then, um, you know, we were just always talking in between, in between uh, you know, stations and in between our little breaks that we get, and I found out he's a very fascinating person to talk to. So, And I was like, oh, you're doing a podcast? Man, I would love to sit down and do a podcast with you. So that's how we got to this point. But uh, the way I became a coach... Um a little bit of a backstory. I grew up here in the Walnut Creek La Marinda area. I went to Akalani's. I'm really old. I'm class of 99. Um I played uh only one year of varsity basketball, but uh I fell in love with it in that one year that I played. I was always like the street baller. I was telling coach this, this the story of this earlier. I used to like break into the gym uh like before school to play and just throughout from my freshman you know all the way to senior year I was like uh we we called it the uh we called it the the trailer park league is what we called it it was all the kids that didn't make the team uh and kids that just loved playing so we we ended up playing and then my senior year I got really good and my my varsity coach asked me to come out for the team he said I'm not going to give you any minutes uh you, you know you you won't you won't uh play that much but i think it'll be a good life experience for you to do that to learn what it's part what it is to be a part of a team so that that's kind of what started my fight my my basketball fire my coaching fire um fast forward to probably more than a decade later after just working a lot um having a lot of different jobs i got kind of burned out wanted to go back to school get a teaching degree um i started that process and then um while I was looking for jobs, I actually asked um, one of the kids that I grew up with. Uh, it's the Doherty family. There's five boys, and their dad's name is Phil Doherty, and he's actually one of the very first uh, you know, guys around here that was connected to AAU and started AAU teams. Uh, Doherty and Dunn, uh, hoop stars for those people that know their history around here. Um, so I reached out to that family. I was, I was close with their sons reached out and said hey is there any room for me and they said come to a practice and that was 5 almost 6 years ago so i did that and never left so it was uh it was real fun um uh, i still do it to this day i coach MVP flight and i coach warriors all in the wanna creek la Mirinda area um yeah so that's tight that's yeah
0: that's good so it's good cuz it's similar like dude i was very similar like i grew up playing basketball in the park double rim iron backboard you know maybe no three-point lines, yeah. and I always love that more. Like, I, I really, I think that's better than outdoors. I like being outdoors. I'm kind of more like, I like feeling the breeze and feeling the sun and looking at trees and, like, yeah. smelling the air while I'm hooping. It's yeah. fun. And, uh you know, you fall down, you get a little bloody. I don't know. if Me, personally, I'm kind of like a nut, honestly. Like, when I play, if someone throws me and I
1: get bloody, I, like – get really excited and yeah. I'm actually kind of happy. Well, we're looking out here, we're watching right now, literally watching kids in this beautiful facility that we have yeah. here. And they're playing indoor basketball. A lot of them have no idea what it what it is to play outside. Yeah. Like, you know, I spent we spent a lot of summers in 100 degree 100 degree heat yeah. with a slurpee, a melted slurpee next to the court, yeah. just playing one-on-one or whatever you could do melted out slurpee. on the court. Um, so yeah, uh, a lot of kids don't have any idea what that's all about anymore. But uh, yeah, it made it made some tough people. I tell you that much. Yeah, camps are definitely a lot different. Um, yeah. So, so right
0: now, so this is really I wanted to really touch on this. So I coach for a program called Advanced Skills Academy. We also have a year round program called Prime, and the programs, how would you call it? Basketball philosophies are different. They have different directions. From what I know from our program at ASA, we talk a lot about fundamentals and with Coach Kenji's program, you've you can speak more. You said you guys learn to play through Plank. Can you like speak more on the philosophy
1: and how that works? Um, well first I want to say and put this out there that I think that both programs kind of are needed for different individuals. I, I always like to say they're like both the yin and yang of youth basketball Uh, some kids uh thrive in in a in an open kind of environment where they're able to just play and learn and and learn to be creative and and play play at a fast pace and uh, other kids really need structure and fundamentals um so that that would be the kind of difference i would say from what i've seen in my time and, and you know also the things that i've been told too is that um you know, you go, you go to a, war, or a flight practice and you've got, you know, you've got almost an hour and a half of just kids just literally, we're trying to get them to play as hard as possible and fly around, dive on loose balls, make decisions quickly, um, and, and yeah, just really play at a fast pace.
0: Interesting. Okay. Do you guys do, I've never seen a flight practice. Do you guys do all five on five? Do you do three on like how, what are the what are the what are the
1: games? Uh, we the actually do. Like? We do one on ones. Um, typically, we'll start uh, practice with you know some type of fast break drill, okay. uh, like a three on two, two on one. Uh, then we'll go into some one on ones. Uh, then we will go into uh, either like an Olympic drill where you're going up and down. Uh, then we'll work on some half court stuff. Where we'll do like a four on four no dribble uh, to learn how to. You know kids learn how to move without the ball and react quickly make quick decisions um then we'll do you know different versions of five on five games uh, and then we'll do you know we also do a little bit of skill stuff too where we're we you know we work on our shooting um you know we'll work on we'll do like 15 minutes of just you know spot shooting partner shooting yeah um and then they also here you know which both both programs have uh have access to is is um our physical training so now the kids are getting you know the best of best of both worlds with strength and conditioning and and basketball.
0: Right. So that's all through the Ultimate Fieldhouse, right? That yep. What that's yeah, all yeah.
1: through the Ultimate Fieldhouse.
0: Very cool. So, what are you talked about the yin and yang of of like so like both programs are needed. Would you say a kid should do both programs or because I think er, like last week you said certain kids work better with certain. Programs. Talk about the yin and yang and what you what you meant by that, and then which kids work with. I don't know which kids work with which.
1: Um, you know, and I in the in the past, from what I've seen, I've seen kids at early ages um, benefit a great deal from from playing uh, ASA because they learn, you know, the structure of basketball. They learn, you know, and in doing the, the Excel camps. Um, for the past three years or so, I've I've learned a lot, a great deal from from watching, you know, the the alakos, you know, give speeches and uh, lectures, and, and, and also from what you know we actually do for, at station to station here. I'm teaching the basics and fundamentals, and so with basketball reps are the most important thing. Yeah. You get reps on layups, you get reps on shots, you get reps on ball handling, you get reps on footwork. Um, so I think, you know, for the th- thing for a really young kid without very much individual skill, reps are very important so that you memorize the move, so that you memorize the footwork, you memorize not to travel, you memorize how you release a ball and how you shoot a ball, all that stuff, even on your layups. Um, and then I think, you know, as you get a little bit older, I think reps on more and like expanding, expanding like reps on, okay, what do I do on this this half-court situation when a defender does this? Or what do I do on this half-court situation when my teammate screens me this way? Or what do I do in a fast-break situation when um, I'm pushing the ball up? Where should my teammates be running the lane or where should I be running the lane if I'm not, if I don't have the ball? Or um, reps on playing at a... Uh, very high pace in trying to trap the ball everywhere and how t- it actually takes discipline. If you watch our teams, a lot of times it looks like we're just running around with our heads cut off but, you know, our older teams, they're, it's, it's, it's quite like... Uh, you know, it, it's quite the seat, the sight to see when you when they understand where to go for the. You know, you got two guys trapping one pass, and then the next guy's going to go take away the next pass, and you and they don't get that first trap, and then they're rotating back, and they still get a, Maybe not a steal in the back court, but a steal in the front court because of that. That's kind of a nice thing to see. It's one of, it's one of my favorite things I see from our program is when when we do that.
0: Yeah. Cool. Okay. Very interesting. Very interesting. So.
1: You got a big old smile on your face. I mean,
0: th- it's so it's good, it's so good to hear about this because I didn't know anything. Like, I don't. I didn't. I never played AAU when I grew up. Unfortunately, did I, yeah, yeah. stupid.
1: I wish I did. It's, oh my god, I, I, I would
0: And I would have played place. like for any pro. Like, yeah. I mean, yeah. just to
1: get the exposure and get the game. I, I wish Believe I did. Me, when I got asked to play my senior year from my high school, I told you this before. That was like a dream for me having a coach say, "Hey, I think you should play for us." not like i think you you should play for us because you're going to get all these minutes or it it was just the experience of being on a team yeah and having you know guys that you go out there and give it your all for right. and having somebody critique your game and like say you know hey you should do this or or hey when you when when you shoot release the ball like this or mm. when when you know all you had to do was do this on this move the more that kids get that no matter what program you're in that is that's that's goal right there. Yeah, you know, I agree with you. Yeah,
0: <clears throat> I really like you were talking about reps, more reps, more reps, more reps, the repetition. Yeah. I think you know one thing that it took me a long time to understand how important reps were. And I think I think really like high school is when it hit me. And then what I love about basketball is it taught me that reps in basketball relates to reps in life. Like you got yeah, to be able to get your reps whatever your so-called grind is like so for me now it's music so a rep is writing a verse or making a beat or mixing a song or playing the piano i have all these different how many times you recite that verse until you have it
1: perfect right exactly
0: or yeah Yeah. until you have it
1: memorized and then you record for me here just as an example at camp yeah like i remember starting three years ago and getting that manila folder and being overwhelmed with like all the stuff that's in there yeah and literally i don't even open it now to like Look at what I need to do I've had so many reps That like Now it's become A part of My Process Yeah And like I know exactly You know I'm more, way more confident In what I'm doing So you, I've gotten enough reps To be comfortable And that talk You know yes. Speaks directly to being Comfortable in life Yeah right? Like Yeah So
0: I agree with that Yeah and it's like And you didn't get it overnight Like right when you saw your folder You weren't like You didn't just memorize it You gotta get a ton of reps It's all about doing it Over and over And I think yeah. Not just kids, but people, adults too, have a lot of problems understanding I think I think you could say patience, just knowing that okay, the first couple of times you do it it won't work. Maybe not even for the first year. You know, I've been doing music since I was I've been writing lyrics since I was fourteen. So yeah. for ten years I've been writing lyrics. Yeah. And I just started producing music a year ago. Yeah. So it's just like, dude, it takes a long time. Like you just have to do it over and over and if you love it enough, you will. And I think that is where we see, you know, with basketball, it's fun. And I don't see a problem with just wanting to play recreationally. I have no problems. But with our program and definitely your program, it's not a recreation program. It's for kids who are serious about the game. And so if you don't have a love for the game or a love for what you're currently doing, you aren't going to go hard. I mean, you're, you're not. You might go hard for a little bit and you'll get burnt out. For me, I'm not burnt out with music. I have gotten burnt out, but... Big scheme of thing. I'm not Why? Because I love it You love coaching I love coaching We're not burnt out yeah. We could coach on a weekend Eight, nine games in a day yeah. We're not going to get burnt out Because we love it right. And we're fine with getting our reps But people who try to go in You know it's, A lot of people go And just get jobs Because they got to get money And that's fine If you really need it If you have kids Or rent to pay I I I, wish, I understand that Yeah, But you should always I really always think You should have something You're passionate about At least
1: to keep you driving And keep you going Yeah That's uh, I mean I I tell people all the time, I'm, I'm doing something right now that I can literally see myself, you know, getting old and gray and doing it's a, it's a, it's a labor of love, you know? So I don't ever get tired of doing it. You know, it's, uh, it's, you know, like you said, it's, it's, um, something that, you know, that you have to be passionate about if you're going to do it. Uh, And that's like what you want to find in life anyway. Something you're passionate about that doesn't feel necessarily like work.
0: Right I love that You know what else You just You jogged me Like something That I love about this podcast Is A lot of podcasts I listen to And I'm sure you do too I listen to podcasts From people who are already At the top And have already made it Mm -hmm. And I love hearing those I need that insight But one of the things I felt separates This podcast Is I talk to people Who were all in the trenches Of our grind Yeah that's the reason I love this podcast Because I haven't made it yet yeah. You haven't either You're still like We're in that journey together We're right in the thick of the trenches Which is majority of people So this is a very To me This podcast is more about relatability You know I'm, You're not going to be able to listen to this And double or triple your income right. that's, not, that's not this podcast I Sorry. can't teach
1: you how to do that guys No Sorry. I'm not there
0: yet <laughs> Like We'll be there one day yeah. But right now It's not that day for us But this is the podcast That you can listen to um, when you need that relatable inspiration to get back to what it is you really love doing or if you're trying to figure it out, so side note side note there side note. so so what the heck is passion anyway like what does that mean even do these kids know it? do they have it what is that
1: I think passion is uh you know a lot of things it's it's just relentless energy for something um you know, one of the things passion breeds is competitiveness. And I'd, like, see that in, in some kids. And I always say this. When I see a kid that's just wildly, wildly, like, um, you know, just into something and, like, is, is really competitive at a really early age, you know, I'll coach all kids. But I always say I, I, I love coaching kids that have that in them. And then you can mold that. It's way easier to do that than it is to mold a kid that, You know, you've seen them here at camp, the kids that, like, you know, they look like they don't want to be there. Yeah. The kids that are, you know, that my my parents put me in and I have to be here the whole time. Yeah. You know, I have have, uh, actually one of those kids on my team this week. And it's like I'm trying to figure out, which is the other interesting part about dealing with people is that I love. Something I feel like I'm good at is trying to find which buttons to push. Like, and finding what someone's motivation is or what someone's, you know, motive is and how to, like, maybe bring the best out of that person. I think that's, a you know, a, a kind of a gift that a, a youth coach should have or should aspire to have, you know, um, because it's not just coaching X's and O's. It's not just trying to win games. Just like you in your speech earlier today that you were talking about, it's like there's all these things that we do, you know, in camps or in practices or, you know, throughout the course of a season that – Are much more relatable to actual real life Than you would think Or that most people think Mm -hmm. Um, You know so I agree with that
0: I love When you said it's not really X's and O's Like I don't even I mean for youth sports How much are X's and O's really that much of a difference Oh yes Hold up We got a guest Esteemed guest Close the door So Right now So I got I don't know if you know I started a podcast Right now, we are literally, like, mid-recording of a podcast. And the we have, most one legendary guest yeah. in the world just walked in the room. Wow, just fell on our laps. How you cool. doing? Coach Sullivan. Coach Brian Sullivan. So, like, we're in the middle of recording a podcast. Please don't leave. Well, I do have to go back out. Okay. Can we have three minutes of your time? Make it two. Okay. Two. <laughs>
1: All right. Just, we'll so, take two. So, okay, so,
0: Coach Sullivan, like, talk quick. How, how long have you been coaching basketball including your De La Salle Northgate years all that uh,
2: 1991 to right now 27 years 27 years 27 years as a high school or youth coach yeah what, what's something like what's a common theme that you saw that yeah, throughout the years yeah the toughest skill to learn is the skill to play hard I love card. that yeah. far and away more than shooting or dribbling or anything playing hard toughest skill to learn is it the toughest skill to coach? Also, it is. Why is that so hard to coach? Oh, uh, because people people kind of uh, associate it with being negative. Wait, what do oftentimes. you mean? Yeah. Oftentimes, gotta go harder. Come on, go hard, go hard. It's like, well, you gotta stop yelling at the kids. You gotta stop telling this. Like, no, I'm just trying to push them. <laughs> yeah. Trying to get them so they can be their best. Yeah. Being their best sometimes takes somebody behind them. Tell them they can do more. What? Not it, just, it, what not, was just not just saying everything's okay. You know, you it, can't just. be... Playing hard, isn't t- playing hard isn't a thing that you can do just when you're ready to do it. It has to be something that you're willing to do. Mm-hmm. Because very rarely do people, are they ready to work harder? They have to be willing to work harder. And those two don't always go hand in hand.
1: Like Draymond said, cut from a different cloth. Cut from a different cloth. Some people just cut from a different cloth.
2: What does that mean, the difference between ready to work hard and willing to work hard? I don't understand. Well, because some people think to themselves, I'm ready, I'm here at practice. If I'm here at practice, I'm ready. But ready is just oftentimes associated with like attendance. Okay, is everyone ready? Yeah. Okay, is everyone <laughs> oh willing? so true. Willing wow. to go? It's like, hey, I'm willing, yeah. I'm not just here, I'm actually ready, I'm, I'm willing to right. do what we need to do. Willing, it sounds like it's like,
0: willing is I brought myself here for a purpose. Right. Ready is like, hey, I'm ready, like it has this tone, like yeah, I'm ready. Yeah. yeah, a
2: willingness to do something is different than a readiness to do something. You know, readiness oftentimes is just associated with like
1: you being. You got dressed. You got ready. Yeah. Right,
2: right, you're, you're
0: ready. ready. So on a micro scale, what would be the? Di- how would it look? The difference between a defender who's ready to defend and a defender who's willing to defend. What would that physically look like?
2: Every, every well, the proximity possession. to the
1: offensive player. <laughs> yeah. And, and, like, every part of the possession. Every, every part. Yeah. Age,
2: yeah. That's their willingness. I mean, it's easy to cover the ball because everyone's watching it. You have a job and right. if you don't do it, it's like it's like a big spotlight on it. If you're not doing it, everyone goes like, Who's got the ball? And it eventually comes to you. Whereas when you're off the ball and you're saying, Hey, you got help left, you got help left, hey, watch screen left coming over the top. You got to hedge, hedge, right.
1: hedge. You that's know, a great. That's, point. That's, that's a great point.
2: Before you came, we were talking about like
0: being passionate and how when you're passionate about something you can be willing to give it your all. Mm-hmm. So how is it that you found that basketball was your passion? When did you know that? When did you know? And then you say, Brian, I'm diving in. Like, yeah,
2: well, wow. I was a younger sibling. And so my older brother just used to beat me in everything. <laughs> okay. In all things. Typically. Sports, that's Typically. Fights. Yeah. You name it. I mean, he was just bigger, stronger, better. And so for me, I just needed to play harder. Play harder <laughs> yeah. Okay. And be tougher. You know. Right. Why basketball, though? Uh, I love the game. It's a game you can play by yourself. It's a game you can play with one other person, nine other people, thousands. can come and see you at any time. Right. There's just an addiction to it. There is. That's for sure. Can you like talk about when you met Coach Alaco and what that meant? Ten years old, driving down the hill, rolled his window down and said, uh, Hey, I'm, I'm running a basketball camp. You should come. <laughs> what? You were like shooting hoops in your garage? Yeah, just in my driveway.
0: That's, great. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. New Jersey? No, California. Where? Where have you been? Wait, where did you grow up? California. Where specifically? Uh, Concord. Got Okay. And so he was in Concord. He he lived five houses away. What? That's how you guys met? Yeah. Neighbors. Was that before? So what session was that? Session
1: 1 of Session Camp 1. Oh, my God. One camp. In 1981. And, and he's been here ever, ever since. And you've been here ever since. <laughs> like session event. 1, Camp don't 1. Don't go away.
0: Yeah. Yes. All right. i, I, I need, I'm going to reserve you for a full episode. Because oh. that already... Kench, man. No, no. Kench. We need, dude, we need dude, another I'm one. Back. I'm reserving you. I like it. Yeah. Thank right. you. Yeah, you're
1: Thank rolling. you so much. Enjoy the rest. Yeah, yes. absolutely. Thank right. you. Wow. Well, that just made my day right there. What a jam, bro. That was dope.
0: If y'all don't give five stars for this podcast, you're weak as hell. But... um Dude, with so much, like, that, that just gave me so much, like, I just got jitters. So, for those of you who don't know, Coach Sullivan, like, he's been the, um, he used to be the assistant director of Excel Basketball Camp. Now he's, he's the head director. The head honcho. Yeah. And just like, he, the guy watched me grow up from eight years old to 24 years old. It's amazing that he's still doing his thing. I mean, he's the same. He looks the same. Like, he doesn't look like he's aged a bit. This whole time I've been around, so it's amazing to see a guy who gives that much passion and energy to like something. It's like it's kind of
1: inspiring. Like he's also one of those guys that my high school coach was like this, and I try to be like this as a coach. I aspire to be like this. Is one of those guys that you would literally just run through a wall for. Like yeah. they have that saying, like yeah, like if my coach asked me to do, I'm I'm going as hard as I can. I'm willing to do whatever it takes you know for coach cuz I know he's pointing me in the right direction 100%. Yeah.
0: Yeah, you know I want to back and forth. You talked about how to figure out which buttons to push. And just now you said a good coach will make a kid run through a wall for him basically or her, right? So coach Alaco senior who like if I can get him on the pod <laughs> Well, yeah. That'd be amazing right Like yeah. I need to The show get him He'll, he'll do it too yeah. And that'll be That's the sure. longest That'll have to be a two or three That's what program. I was gonna say <laughs> Cause it's he loves chatted it up It might yeah. be
1: part one Two and three yeah. Of that one. yeah
0: But you know He comes and helps us With our advanced skills academy Cause his son Frankie um, Is the you know Founder and director So uh, We were at We were in Reno For that jam on it tournament mm-hmm. Coach Loco is there And I was like I was like Coach damn man Like I just feel like When we don't practice hard it translates to games, and coach said to me, "If kids don't practice hard, that's your fault." He, he pointed to me, said, "It's your fault." Like it's a coach's responsibility. And I was like, "What?" Because you know, my whole life have been a player. I had never been a coach. Now it was my first time being a real coach, and I was like, "How?" Like I didn't ask him how that made any sense. I just thought about it and thought about it, and I just thought, you know what? If you are a coach that thinks with that mentality it's of course the kids responsibility a little they gotta come and play but like he also extended to say you know if you're yelling at a kid over and over again box out box out and if they don't do it maybe you need to think of a new way to say it to them and I was like oh duh like I, that just was like oh yeah duh but I didn't do that yeah. you think that yelling the same thing over and over is gonna do it but it's not different kids are different and whether you like it or not you can't be a hard headed coach and just coach however you want. You can coach your way, but you've got to be able to talk to every kid different. Like, not every kid. If you say box out, like, we coach kids who don't know what that means. Yeah. Even after they've been shown it and yeah. taught it, you need to, like, break it down a couple more times. That's, that
1: reminds me of a story about, you know, a coach, you know, John Wooden, who had so much, like, success over a long period of time through, like, times through times that were changing in America. So you had when he first started in, you know, the 50s or whatever to when he fir- like, you know, last got out of it in the early 70s. Think about like the difference in kids that he was getting. I mean, first it was mainly like, you know, white players, Caucasian players. Then you have kids coming from all walks of life like African American players and he had to find a different way to to coach each and one of the, every one of those groups that had success throughout the whole way. And he was able to adapt you know like some of the best coaches probably are able to just do that over a long period of time to the kids that you're coaching um but what from what you just said that last point you made about um or the first point you made about you know kids you know or about about you know needing to take ownership of yeah. if the kids have a bad practice like that's very true yeah it's very true like I, I i completely agree with that and i think uh I think yeah, finding different ways to say different things to different kids is very important. How do you, yeah. how can you communicate? Everything's about communication, right? So that's the one of the other big things when I coach is, I want a kid to trust me enough to tell me what's going on in their head in that moment. So when a kid comes back to the bench and he looks really frustrated at me, I, and I'll tell him like, no, it's fine. Just like you can tell me what's going on right now. I want you to know that it's not this authoritarian. You know, relationship where I'm going to tell you what's what and that's it. And you just go sit on the bench if you're frustrated, you know. Like, so I think that helps because I I try to tie in how I felt when I was a kid. And a lot of times with certain, you know, and this has happened even even in just regular life with my, like, parents and, and, you know, um, people that were helping bring me up or teachers or whatever. You would feel frustration from them or you would just have them come down on you and there would be there would be no no kind of dialogue and that's it and you wouldn't felt heard by that person yeah. right and i think it's important to for kids to feel heard by adults and you've heard that saying of oh, kids should be seen and not heard yeah. like you know i mean that's that's from the 1800s you know what i mean yeah. like that doesn't necessarily get it anymore cuz kids are so smart and they're so receptive and they just—they're so intuitive nowadays that you can't—I don't think you can do that with them, you know. And so, uh, yeah, no, I—I I think that's important. I think that's very important. Yeah, I—I yeah. I th- I just think like <clears throat> when you're in an
0: organization, a team, a group, whatever, when you're working with multiple people, I just think that it's not the end all, be all. But if everybody takes responsibility for If everyone took ownership and responsibility For what they could control We'd be fine And I think that's something that we've learned Over the years, you and I, playing basketball It's not a sport For people who won't step up and say It's my fault, my bad Like You gotta step up, my bad Coaches usually admire that anyways I think kids are too scared to take the blame Yeah. You know, which I mean I respect, like I understand that When I was a kid I was scared, I didn't want to be like when I'm an 8-year-old, my fault, like, 9-year-old's not going to be like, hey, sorry, like, most of the time, you know?
1: It's I, rare. Uh, I have a, a pretty good story here where a friend of mine um, who, who actually, um, you know, refs games nowadays and used to be a pretty good player um, told me back when I first started, it was like a really very important morsel that he gave me when I first started coaching um, because when I first started coaching, like, Passion, energy—that I'm gonna bring that no matter what. I brought that from the first day, mm-hmm. but the way it was directed is one thing that I think was uh, he, this story gives you a great, you know, way to to uh, direct it. And so w- the story was is that him as a high school player, he had two different coaches. He played on two teams. I think he said like his high school coach, uh, his, his, so his AAU coach. Every time he would go up. And get fouled, would literally be berating the refs on why they missed the call. How could you, do you not, how do you not see that? Are you blind? Blah, blah, blah. And then he had a high school coach that, when he went up and he got fouled, and if he missed the layup, he'd ask the player, like, he'd ask my friend, like, what could you have done better to make that layup? Forget the foul. Regardless of the foul, like, you could have made the layup, right? And he told me, he said that, like, gave him such an insight on, like, like wow. Like, I, he's like, I felt a totally separate way when my AAU coach coached me. And I was, like, on his side about it. And I was, like, blaming it on everyone else. But then when I got to high school and my high school coach did this, it just made me look within. And it made me focus better at games. It made me, you know, accountable, like you're saying. And I think that that right there is, is – you know, the start of it, like, that's exactly what you're saying, like, you gotta be able to be accountable, and take, you know, um, I have a kid that I coach, he's one of my favorite kids, and, you know, that's my goal, is to get him to be accountable, and I, and you said it perfectly, like, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13-year-old kids, it's very rare that you'll get a kid that does an interview like, um, you know, like, let's say, like, LeBron, or like, Peyton Manning did, where it's like, no, that's on me. You know what I mean? Like, I have to be better for my teammates. Like, it's that's a skill, just like Coach Sullivan was talking about. It's another one of those skills that needs to be learned, or that you know is sometimes just in people, and it's very hard to teach somebody that skill of of taking responsibility and being a leader in that way, and being like, no, that's on me. Like, we didn't win that game. I had too many turnovers, or I didn't get my people in the right place. Or whatever it is in life that you're doing. If you're a part of some type of team, an office, whatever, whatever it might be. you know, True leadership.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. What's an idea of practice? A 445. Here? Yeah. Okay, cool. Don't want to make you anything. Um, Sweet. Okay, let's keep rolling. So here's my idea. Yes. You wanted to jump onto Twitter. Yeah. Here. here check this out. Okay. There is an account that I follow... Because I want to keep this related. There's an account that I follow called like Coach's Quotes or something like that.
2: Okay.
0: And it's like just – it's literally got some amazing – yep, Coach's Quotes. You should follow. You'd love it. It's got these great quotes. Um, we could read them and then maybe quick talk about them. So look, check this out. We got one from John Wooden. Wow. So I'm going to read the quote yeah. and then we could speak on it. We could maybe do like maybe one or two, three of these, okay. see how they go. Okay. This is by John Wooden, the coach that Coach Kenji was just talking about. The greatest ally you have to get things working well and the players performing as a team is the bench. Don't be afraid to use it, either for the star player or anyone else. Should we say it again? Yeah, read that again. Okay. I got to soak that in more. I didn't get it. The greatest ally you have to get things working well and the players performing as a team is the bench. Don't be afraid to use it, either for the star player or anyone else.
1: Okay, I see that as a two-fold thing. Right? We might be on the same page. So someone actually did tell me that recently. Playing time is the biggest, like, uh, you know, uh, enforcer. Playing time is if someone's not doing something the right way. Um, I even see it in your program a lot. Like, it could be the first play of the game, and I'll see somebody just, oh, you're out you know. Um somebody's not buying in, they're not all about the team. It's you know, to the bench. Because people at the end of the day, what do they want to do? They want to play. So you'll do what you need to do to play. The second part of that is and I think I have the most fun when I coach a team and the bench is into it. The guys that are on the court are just as happy for the people out on the court for their success, as they are for their own success, they want for they want good for their team, and you can feel the energy on the bench, which you know, believe it or not, does translate into wins and, and energy during throughout a game. Is that what you were going for? Uh,
0: what I was thinking, I thought he meant playing time and during timeouts, but I think yours is probably right. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, like playing. T- I'd like to be able to ask. Exactly what he meant. I know.
0: Uh, The playing time thing is true. Like, and with our program, like, I think, like, one thing with us, I guess, we're known for is we we pull kids out hella quick. For the littlest things. Like, if a kid's not in help side, dude, you're out. We got to talk about it. And it's not always a mean thing with us. It's like, hey, just so you know, like, you need to be here in your help side. If it's a kid who knows better, we'll definitely jump down his throat. But if it's a kid who doesn't, we're not – I like this I I think you're right Playing time is the biggest motivator And like Dude honestly I think it goes along with I'm gonna say the quote wrong But like You know In the face of adversity We show our true colors For a kid Adversity is when They're not getting The amount of playing time They think they deserve That is like Probably the kid's Worst nightmare Right And like That's when you show Like there's two ways Either a kid goes Man like I'm disappointed in myself Or It's my coach's fault it's the team's fault, the referee's fault, maybe it's my parents' fault. And, the, and another thing I see, maybe you see it, is we, we, we don't coach kids. We just we coach kids and their parents because the parents will feed the, oh, you should have played more, you practice hard, you go hard. The, and some of the parents are, are I, I don't want to say, uh, well, I'm already going. Let's you know. go the
1: other direction with it. I absolutely love. When I get a parent, and I say I say this all the time, when a parent gives me the green light, yes, the green light to coach their kid, to be hard on their kid, to hold them accountable, um, to push them, you know, when they go Kenji, I love what you're doing. You keep you keep giving them those, and and don't don't let them slide, you know, don't give them don't give him any slack. Like that's when you truly have a kid that is gonna get. To, to realize their potential but sometimes you know those situations aren't like that right? and you know their kids are being held back by
0: that yeah now, and you're right and like more of my experience is parents giving me the green light more of it is like man that was a good speech or, that's good um, so you speeches, bro. <laughs> thank you oh dude I try my mom's a public speaker and my grandma also so they both taught me how to how to speak uh, do you want to do another one
1: yeah, let's do
0: another one. Let's do one more. Uh, Alright. This is by Coach K. Mike Krzyzewski. This is in all caps. I believe in you. And then, these four words can mean the difference between a fear of failure and the courage to try. Again. Let me read it again. I believe in you. These four words can mean the difference between a fear of failure and the courage to try. Yep. I don't... <laughs> How do you even it literally So well
1: said. Say that to a kid, I want to guess like three times a weekend. That's a great thing. Like one kid or worth. total? You no, mean? no, no, no. Like total times said and it might be, you know, three different kids. And like I think that is so powerful because I don't ever want the kids to think that I give up on them. Yeah. You know, like we coach all at levels of basketball. There's some teams that, you know, get their butts whipped. There's some players that Aren't very good. But for me to not believe in them would be a contradiction to what I'm doing for a job, period. Okay. Yeah. Like, I, and that's the other thing I said, I never ever in my life wanted to be the reason the kid quit the sport. I yes. wanted to be the reason the kid wants to try the sport. Yes. So, so sure. yeah. So, yeah. yeah, I believe in you is very strong Yeah.
0: I, I, I need to make more conscious effort to say that because I think I worry a lot about technical stuff. Hey, you're not in help. This is how you do that. Hey, you, you need to box out. This is how you do that. You know? It's like I'm trying not to focus on negatives, but what I'm doing is like, hey, I need to correct things. So it's hard to focus on positives when you need to correct negatives. Or not even negatives, but need to correct things you work on. And I forget
1: to say that. Here's a tip, too. When you, when you feel like that, I always start with something positive that they do. That's a good idea. And then... Yeah. Follow up, but hey, I, I also need you to do this. Like, you know, great example kids that track down loose balls. It's like, I love the hustle. I love the hustle. Great hustle. But next time I need you to get there and I need you to reach for it with two hands. You only did it with one hand. So, like, you hustled. I love that. But let's make sure it's your ball. Go grab it with two hands. Yeah, get on you know, the floor. Yeah, get on. That's really good. It's yeah. very good. That's a good tip. This has been great Are we done? I think we should keep going I think we should keep going Great let's, let's keep going let's, Let me go now I'm going to go Twitter Oh we're going
0: Twitter uh, You're going Twitter No
1: I'm going Twitter We're going Twitter for yes. Twitter Tweet for tweet So right now Something that's trending And this is kind of more What I wanted to get involved in Is just kind of what's going on In the world Like you yes, know, like uh, Here we go uh, Right now I'm going down My trending And Danny Green is, t- is trending Danny Green? Danny Green Who's on the
0: Spurs? Former Spurs. Yeah. yeah. He's on the Raptors now, right?
1: Um, I believe so. And he's actually, like, leaving, letting out some information that, like, because we all had, you know, we've all been following this Kawhi Leonard thing since, you know, last year. Yeah. When he, like, kind of didn't want to play for the Spurs and he it was very mysterious yeah. why he wouldn't. And, you know, there's a lot of, like, really weird. mysteriousness surrounding that. Well, he just came... Out and I, most of that was during. I think it was due to medical stuff. He was saying like That's where the Spurs kind of misdiagnosed him, or, or were you know weren't taking his injury serious enough. And then you had like during the season you had Tony Parker come out and say, you know I had the same exact injury and I was only gone for this amount of time. And you had um, Ginobili like say some things too. And it was just like this is the first time, in our like almost lifetimes that we had seen dissension in the Spurs. Yeah, and, well, really, they're a tight knit yeah. group. Yeah. You know? And uh so, Danny Green now okay. is coming out and he says uh he unknowingly played with a torn groin last season that went undetected by the Spurs medical staff. So like what that what I think of oh, when I first really? that is? Yeah, like you know, have you heard about how good the medical staff is in like say Phoenix? Like they're they at one point they were world renowned. I didn't know that. Yeah, like it's now looking like the Spurs have one of the worst ones. Really? Like, and that's just weird to me. Like, that, that is weird. That such a good organization would, you know, treat their players like that. Or maybe it's not even knowingly treating their players like that, but just not making sure they're good.
0: <laughs> um, yeah, dude, and, like, that, there was, like, problems in Portland a while ago, too. Like when Brandon Roy was there and Greg oh. Oden was there, like they yeah. were having
1: hella problems. Well, talk about Greg Oden. Like one of his legs was actually two inches shorter than the other. Oh, I did not did know. You know that. No. Yeah. No. So he was he was doomed from yeah, the, the get. Yeah, he was damaged goods so from the get. Bad. Sorry for the guy. Yeah, Brandon Roy. On that topic, so could have been Ray one, Ray. one. Yeah, could have been one of the like a Hall of Famer mm-hmm. if he had just. He's like the Penny thing to me, or what almost <coughs> happened to Grant Hill. Like <coughs> that right there. Brandon Roy, one of the greats. <coughs> My bad. <coughs> swallowed an ice cube. <coughs> yes, I agree.
0: Dude, I totally agree.
1: Yeah, we agree on that. All right, <coughs> let's go. I'm gonna go one more here. This
0: first thing, I don't know. <coughs> I have no idea, dude. You keep talking. Yeah, I gotta get some fun. water. Oh, I swallowed an ice cube. I'm gonna cover for you. I'm gonna, I'm gonna cover right for you.
1: Now. So we've, we've got the next topic that we're gonna go on to. <laughs> So I'm gonna let it's gonna be uh, multiple choice here. Either okay. A, Todd Gurley or B Kevin Love. Wait, hold up say it again? So trending on Twitter right now, Kevin Love and Todd Gurley. We have no idea why. Um, Todd Gurley or Kevin Love, your choice.
0: Well, I see Demi Lovato up there at the
1: top. You want me to try no, me, no, it's a it's no? a
0: drug overdose. I don't wanna talk about it. Probably. That. No, it is
1: what it is. Oh, okay. I don't want to talk about that. Um, Gosh, she was like doing so well for a while. Like. We're
0: not. We don't want. I don't want to, no, no, don't no, want to no. get into okay, that. Right. I want to talk Kevin Love. Because honestly, Kevin no. Love. Okay. Yeah.
1: Let's talk <laughs> Kevin Love.
0: He yeah, got the extension. I think the Cavs. Oh, talk so about you that So you knew. So you
1: knew. Okay. Well, you just. So Kevin Love has gotten a. I believe it's a four-year extension for 120 million. Uh, <clears> so stupid. Not because he's topping out player. his overall deal at five years, 145, right now.
0: Okay. I don't. I. This is not a knock to him. I don't think that's a good idea, because I think the Cavs need to go into the ultimate rebuild situation. He is an amazing. Just go. Trust the process. Total trust the process. He is a great player. Yeah. They should have traded him so that they can get some assets to start building. Not because he's not good. Yeah. They just put so much cap into him. Yeah. And by the time his contract is up, Colin Sexton is going to need an extension. And he probably won't. Resign. He's either not going to resign or
1: they're going to have to mega. And it's just like, well, a lot of people are thinking like, well, now Kevin Love can go back to like the way he was in Minnesota. Now and like, I'm not, I'm no, not 100% we'll wrong. Never go back to that. Like because, first of all, I think his numbers were were just ballooned when he was in, in Minnesota because he literally got the ball on every possession. Yeah. like, so, yeah, you're going to get. I mean, is he's a great rebounder? Great, I got you and mm-hmm. alright offensive player but yeah you're gonna get 20 and 20 when every single like Drummond's doing was doing that in Detroit before you know but I really think <clears throat> that uh, yeah I think they need to go trust the process on that but they're not I totally agree they're not they're not, they're not. Colin Sexton is, is to me a stud for sure, I love him. For sure, I mean, talk about a guy that is willing to play hard. Yeah, that guy plays
0: super hard. I love, yeah, I love him. I saw, I saw him his senior year of high school just on YouTube. Yeah, and I was like, this is the most fired up player I've seen. He's, he's not, he's cocky, but in this inspired, fired up. Cocky because he
1: knows he's going to outwork whoever he's playing. Yeah,
0: but he, and he plays defense. Yeah, which you see a lot of these YouTube highlight guys don't play defense, yeah. and it's so annoying right. from a coaching standpoint. Yeah, I just think the Cavs are, like, one of the worst organizations in
1: the NBA. I think they oh, just the got best lucky that yeah, yeah, LeBron, LeBron was drafted. LeBron, LeBron right. was, was born, 40, 40 born there, really. Not yeah. just drafted. Not even there, in Akron. Yeah. Uh, he doesn't even claim
0: Cleveland. No, and he, he they're lucky. And, oh, God, dude. They're so bad. And I hate when – you're a Warriors fan, right? Of course. Both big – we're big Warriors fans. Yeah. We've been fans way
1: before all this happened. Right? I think we should do a podcast because I always say this to people. that are like, oh, you're a Warriors fan. Let's do a podcast where we just name and talk about, like, your Todd Fullers, your Keith Jennings, like, the, the Chris Porters. Yeah. Your, the guy, all the Speedy guys Claxton that, was yeah, there. Like, all the like, guys yeah. that we had when we sucked. Like, you have to, like, be a real fan to know those guys. Oh, yeah. Don Nelson. Like, yeah. who knows who that there's is? Also, there's also a Twitter uh, account called This Day in Sucks, I think it's called. Oh, I think it's even. You know. And it's, like, for Warriors like fans like it like has all the articles about like you know when when Latrell Sprewell choked Carlissimo or <laughs> or like when we inked a deal for Danny Fortson and or when you know we traded away this all star or that all star and it's like we just traded Jay Rich was one of the worst yeah Jay Rich that one hurt that was so hard that one hurt man do you know about the Jay Rich story with Steve Nash no oh yes I do yes I do know about that. Yes. That's really
0: rough. That is rough. Not a good person. Not a good look, man. Not, not a good look. We won't repeat it because, no. you know, people might be – kids might be hearing this. Yeah,
1: but not a good look.
0: <clears throat> so can we do another topic?
1: Yeah. Let's do – this is fun. I like the Twitter stuff. Yeah. All right. You want to do another uh, trending topic? Right? Yeah. Okay. Let's
0: keep it away from the Demi Lovato thing <laughs> yeah, though, yeah, please. Yeah, yeah, we, are we,
1: we're, we're here not to – like we talked about this before. We're not going to do any like political stuff. Uh, Sam Rockwell is an artist, though I'm kind of interested on that. okay, I don't even know who that is. He's an artist, I believe I could be wrong Let's click let's click on it. Um, nope, he is not an artist. that is not an artist, so we're gonna go on and we're gonna keep going. All, all ACC? All ACC, you want to do it. That's like, college basketball, soft. right? It could oh, be anything. Oh, it might anything. not be basketball. It's probably like the softball team, the all ACC team. Oh, God. No thanks. No thanks. I'm good. No offense to softball. No, I, just no don't, offenses, I don't want to do all that yeah. right now. I think our friend Mackenzie would not like to hear nope. that. Nope. Oh, bro, did you hear about Melo? Yeah, he's on the Rockets. Bro! <laughs> yeah, like, what do you think of that? I think the Rockets are one of the least intelligent front offices that i've seen in a long time because mm -hmm. i hope you hope you disagree it'll make for better uh podcast because they had a chance no no, no, you know what i'm not even gonna put it all on them i'm gonna put some of it on chris paul and being a little bit greedy because if he hadn't got the max say he takes you know 10 million less a year that's another 40 million they could have had to go to go and grab someone else and be because like they're obviously the team in the last three years that have given the Warriors the most challenge yes and after coming off the heels of that loss in the playoffs like by the way Capella hasn't even been signed back yet oh man right they lose lose uh, Trevor Ariza they give Chris Paul more money who knows if he's going to be able to make it through a whole other season without getting injured because that was his first one in a long time until he got the hamstring yeah he makes it past the first round the first time in his career and then well, and then does the shoulder shrug on Curry, and it was like almost bad karma because then like two minutes later he like he wrecks his, his hamstring. Yep, basketball gods got him. Basketball gods got him, and then they follow up with that with like getting a guy that's kind of a black hole. It's another ball stopper, in my opinion.
0: But you're not a Chris Paul fan.
1: Uh, I like Chris Paul. Don't get me wrong. He's always been one of my favorite point guards, but you know you always hear those echoes of people going, "Well, can you win? Can you win with him? Can you like?" He's he's, you know, coming out of Wake Forest, he was like my favorite point guard. And I, I loved him when he was in New Orleans. When every team he's been on, uh, you know, when they started the the Clippers thing, but that's when you know Warriors were battling them. So I obviously don't root for Chris Paul. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I root for his career, but uh, if it has if it's at the expense of the Warriors not winning, then then, then F him. She's saying. Yeah. So yeah, I uh,
0: my, I think. So yeah. my thing with the Rockets, I actually think, over in the grand scheme, they've been a really consistent. They have had some consistent luck. They haven't been out of the playoffs for quite a while. Uh, their GM, Daryl Morey, is a pretty smart guy. They had the chance to nab Chris Bosh, and I think that he had like a vocal agreement or something. But then he goes, no, I'm going to go to Miami. They almost got Chris Bosh. Tra- he managed to get Tracy McGrady in his prime with Yao Ming. Unfortunately, injuries plagued that team, but he managed to get them. good team. Man. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, he's made some great trades. He, he ends up getting James Harden. Um, I just think, like, they've never... I don't know the last time they haven't been in the playoffs. And then just this past year, had Chris Paul not gone down, they would have won the championship.
1: I don't—I think that's a little far-fetched. Not far-fetched, but I mm-hmm. think that's, like, woulda, coulda, shoulda type t- 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 talk. But, like, They were happened. one game away from making They're, it to the finals true. against
0: our really bad Cavs team is what I'm saying. <laughs>
1: but, yeah, but I, I think... Warriors have been there before. They're back. Yeah. They're back to the wall, like in OKC when they're playing against Durant and Westbrook, yes. and Clay Thompson goes crazy. And Agreed. they come back. And that was, but it did. You thing. have to admit it made it a lot easier without their guy who was their yep. kind of the soul of that team for that series. Yeah, no, for sure. But I mean, I, people would argue too that obviously it's not the heart and soul. But defensively, the way he allows the Warriors to switch is Iguodala not being there from the beginning of that ser- yeah, beginning of the series. True. It's huge. Yeah. Not maybe as huge as Chris Paul, but when you have a guy that's six seven with that wingspan within that, he honestly has some of the quickest hands I've ever seen on defense. Like, and and he just he just he's like an extra point guard on the floor. Yeah. When you're when you're when you're in your offense, he just makes everything a little bit easier for you. So I I don't know if each game would have been that way.
0: Yeah, no, yeah. I mean, that's yes, your, it, you're right, it's a woulda, coulda, shoulda Some people are going to go,
1: oh, well, Chris Paul's a superstar, and who is Godala? Well, I don't know. He's a cog, he's an important cog to that team.
0: I agree. Um, yeah, and I, like, I also have family in Houston. Oh, you do? So, like, they're all Rockets fans. I've been yeah. to Rockets yeah. games. Yeah. yeah. So, like, not that I'm torn, I just, like, yeah. I have, like, looks, little tiny bits of understanding of yeah. them, just because I hear it from my, yeah. my cousin, so... It's interesting that they actually played each other because I don't think they really. Uh, they lately they have been in the past couple years. What's that? They've been playing each other in the playoffs. Uh, when yeah. I was growing up, yeah. the Warriors were so bad they, they were never touching the Rockets. So no, I could be like, hey, Rockets are like my like
1: yeah. my other team or something. Right, and I like them, but well, I didn't like them at the time when they were you know went to back to back because obviously Jordan was out of the picture and I'm like oh they're lucky to even. Mm-hmm. Not have to go up against Jordan, and then you know my other favorite team back then was the the Magic with Penny Hardaway, huh. and they like literally I've never seen anybody make Shaq look that bad. Like a like Juan just put it to him in that he in, did in those finals, and I didn't really just you know I thought that besides Eljanjan, like Kenny Anderson doesn't strike fear in my heart ever. Like he had a lot of good pieces. It was kind of yeah. like it was kind of like that year. That the uh, magic went with Dwight Howard. It was like you have the best center in the game and then you have a whole bunch of really good role players.
0: Yeah. Penny was was nice. Yeah. Did you... They have a documentary on Netflix about the Orlando Magic. I saw it. And, yeah, so, and, like, Shaq talked about his perspective with Elijah Warren. Yeah. And how Elijah Warren was trash-talking him, but in, in, like, a nice, respectful way, but it got in Shaq's head. You know, like, Shaq would give him an elbow and then, like, Make the shot and Elijah would be like nice elbow big fella and then like Elijah One would do an up and under move and totally get him and hit it. Yeah. Elijah one was like, Did you expect that? Or like just something like that, or didn't see that coming, did you? Like Elijah 1 got in his head hella bad. Yeah, man. And that's what Shaq said. He's like, I didn't know what to do. He
1: got yeah. in my head, like Did I, you expect that? Yeah, that is great. Something
0: like that, yeah. So that is great. Some of the all time greats have really paved the way for us. For sure.
1: Yeah. All right, let's go. You want to do one more? We can do one more, right. and then let's wrap it. All right. Oh cool. um, yeah, we haven't even hit an hour yet. We're fine. Let's go. Well, I've got. Uh, we let me go, ask you this. Like, so let me... a fun one. We can go okay. names into games. Okay. We could do tacos and tequila are a recipe for. <laughs> uh, we could just read some of the like. I like name. What's names into games? All right. Let's see what that is. All right. Okay, Tacos so and tequila
0: go. are a recipe for a really fun Sunday afternoon, by the way. Yeah, right? It sounds laying like. Laying
1: on the couch and just. Yeah. Yeah. After trying to recover. Toc- All right, here we go. Yep. Uh, Grand Theft Auto. But the auto is spelled like O T T O. The name, auto. Get it? You turned the name. Wait, what J-D. is this trending topic? This guy's name is auto. So a game, like a video game, was Grand Theft Auto. You get it? Yeah. Okay. Is
0: that what this all is going to be?
1: Carl of Duty. I can't do this. That's, <laughs> I can't do this anyways. Rapid. Too. World of. No, that's not a good one. That's not a good one either. I can't do these. These are too cringy for me. Mono poly.
0: Oh, I can't.
1: <laughs> I can't do it. Too, uh, change
0: it. Change it. I can't. It's too
1: much. Okay, we're going to go tequila. We're going tequila. Yeah, I like that. What are we, what is it? Tacos and tequila are what? Tacos and tequila are a recipe for tacos and. Te- oh, you want me to say something? Or a sexy disaster with a hell of a good story. Tacos and tequilas are a recipe for losers. Lobster and champagne, on the other hand. Mm. Ooh, I never had. Lo- What's your favorite place to go eat? Favorite places to go eat. Um, like, what food are we talking about here now? Because no. I like. Okay, here's what we're going
0: to do. Speed round of questions. I'm asking Coach Kenji. We're on speed round with Leezy. I like this segment. So you Big, remember talking about segments? Yeah.
1: Like, that's a good speed, speed. Speed Speed round
0: with Coach Kenji here. You've got – I'm going to have – Set the timer here. Let's set good. the timer. All
1: right.
0: Here's what we're going to do. I'm going to try and ask you as many questions as – I don't have them written down. I'm freestyling. Okay. In How many? 30 seconds. 30 seconds. I am going to ask you and you have to answer as many questions. I'll count them on my hand. Are you ready?
1: Yeah. Go.
0: Favorite food. Done. Favorite movie.
1: Oh, uh, um, uh, gosh. <laughs> Forrest Gump.
0: <laughs> uh, favorite sport. Basketball. Favorite team. Warriors. Worst player in
1: NBA history. Sean. Sean. Uh, what's his name? The big, tall, white guy who got dunked on all the time. <laughs> got you. Yeah.
0: Okay. Favorite place to take a girl on a date.
1: Uh, the new place over by Willows in Concord. Coonies. Coonies. I think that was five questions. Yeah, five. Nice. Okay, your you turn to ask it? me. Okay, all right. That's sick.
0: I love this game, and then we can compete who answers yeah. more. Ask me different questions. Of course.
1: So it's a challenge for both of us. Of course. I'm gonna I'm gonna do a little bit of brainstorming here. Like yeah, take your five time. Take your here. time. Okay. By the way, love
0: loving basketball here. We got a kid, a boy, with a basketball playing. Against a girl guarding him And I think it's a cute little love and see it? Is he yeah, gonna make like, it in If her they face? get
1: married in 20 years And be like Where did you got People do where did you meet Cause they were in like, aftercare
0: like, With coach Shorty
1: Yeah Who was really not after caring but No
0: I'm just here doing this podcast
1: <laughs> <laughs> Alright are you ready Are you ready Yeah. Alright here we go Favorite color Blue Best vacation you ever went on Manhattan Beach Favorite kind of car
0: Ferrari um, That's a lie That's a lie Bentley, what, what
1: uh, what's your best pickup line? Hi, my name is Lee. Um, and what's your favorite book? Uh, of mice and men. Nice. Um, what's your favorite subject in school when you were in school? PE. <laughs> and what did you get your mom for her last birthday? A watch. Nice. That's so fun. That was fun. You got seven questions. I got five. Yeah, I yeah. didn't. Yeah. And you and you didn't really like. You know, like I just,
0: dude. That's actually. Can we do the? Oh, yeah. Let's do it again. New question. There are no rules
1: here. That's the best part. I know. It's my no podcast. Rules. New it's question. New qu- new questions. Yeah.
0: I gotta try to be creative. Um. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm a free salad. I'll count. You ready? Yeah. All right.
1: God, who was that guy well, that got, got dumped on all the time? I don't even know. He just... Oh, no, no, Sean Bradley. There you go. Sean Bradley. All right, you ready? Yeah. Biggest pet peeve? People that don't show, like, common courtesy. Rudeness.
0: Okay, what makes you the most nervous?
1: Make... uh <laughs> Uh, stop,
0: stop, we gotta start over. We just had a guest come oh in and interrupt God.
1: another guest drop in. We had a, a guest hey oh my God. Steph,
0: right now we are doing our pod I'm like recording a podcast episode. She ain't tripping. Hi. But I say doing we're doing cool. a speed round. Hey wait, Steph, do you wanna join in? You wanna do a speed round of questions? What a question? Well hold on, okay, hey wait, we... let me give him a table <laughs> Okay, no, just you know what? Just stay out. Stay out. Like we're gonna lock her door.
1: We can't, we can't lock the door. We're in the medical no, office. we can't. lock This definitely can't happen.
0: Okay. You ready? Lawsuit. We're going to do it again. Yeah. All right. I, that question I had was hella good. What was that question? Ready? Uh, what makes you the most nervous?
1: Oh, man, like taxes. I don't know. Where do you see yourself in five years? Uh, the director of a basketball program. Favorite clothing brand? The one that I created with my friend. Cold. Strands. Favorite car? Uh, it used to be a Range Rover, now it's gonna I'm gonna go Tesla now. If you could meet anybody dead or alive, who would it be? Uh, Martin Luther King. He had sex.
0: That's one more?
1: Yeah, it's a good one. Um, okay. It's really
0: hard to think of questions, look at the timer, and count how many questions I just asked. I didn't have that hard of a time. I thought I it was harder to answer. <laughs>
1: um, okay. So I love answering the questions. Let's go. Uh, do, 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 do. This will be the last thing. Last thing, we're gonna wrap up with one last power round of questions. Power round, speed round, speed round. Question speed round with Big Lezy um, and Coach Kenji. That's right. If money was not an object, what job would you have? Music producer. Uh, if you had one superpower, you could pick. What would it be? Flying. If you could go to any country and start a life over, where would it be? Oh, crap. Italy. I love pasta. Um, if you were on a plane, what are some of the things that annoy you when people are on planes with you?
0: Crying babies.
1: Ooh, that was only four there. <laughs> I think it, maybe. It could Let I me was... finish answering that. Okay, go ahead. Go ahead.
0: I hate crying babies. People who smell hella bad. Didn't brush their teeth, didn't freaking shower. I'm right next to you. Yeah. Dude, I'm yeah. like I like smell like, you the you, whole like time. Like you got
1: ready you like you got ready to go to another country and you didn't think to like put deodorant or yeah. take a shower?
0: And I also hate people who stretch their arms on both the freaking armrests. Yeah. It's like, bro, no, we are 50-50 on this armrest or get out my face, so. Um,
1: would you ever join the Mile High Club? <laughs> no,
0: of course. Yeah. All right. <laughs> hey, this has been an episode of Big Talk with Leezy. If you enjoyed this episode, you're welcome because you didn't pay a dime for it. If you listened all the way through, you're a real one. Um, make sure to subscribe. Give me a review. Give me however many stars you think I deserve, one through five. I don't care. I won't get offended. Tell your friends. Tell your mama. Tell your girlfriend. Tell your dog about it. This has been another episode with Coach Lee and Coach Kenji. Hey.